Okay. Hello. Welcome to our fourth episode um, of our so-called Vice podcast. And today we have our very first guest, so we're just not talking to each other. Erin um, is on the road, so she took our podcast in the air, and she's in Indiana right now with her sister, Kelly. So Erin, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I we talked about this my last podcast with you guys that I was flying to Indiana to surprise my sister for her birthday. It went off perfectly. She, we actually do have video of it. She was shocked. I actually got to see her process so many different emotions in front of me. And I'll let her talk about that a little bit. But my favorite part was like the minute she saw me, she hugged me and goes, why are you here? <laughs> and I was like, your birthday. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> I was so confused. Like, it's like seeing, like, a teacher at the grocery store. Like, you're not supposed to be here. It's like seeing an animal, like, outside of captivity. I was so, like, <laughs> yeah, definitely confused. I was so nervous for some reason. I felt like I was in trouble. It's hard to explain. But nobody's ever surprised me, like, with anything like that. So it was a very authentic reaction. <laughs> yes. And it's been fun. It's been a fun weekend. Uh, we celebrated her birthday last night, and then we went to brunch. We got brunch this morning, and then I actually went and learned how to make maple syrup today. Because um, just in case you don't know, we are in the country. Of, it is Midwest country. <laughs> up here. So, yeah, it's been fun. She got me super addicted to a new reality show, and I like should be spending time with my sister and all I can do is like focus on the show that she got me hooked on. What show is so, it? If you're not watching Traders on Peacock, yeah. watch Traders. <laughs> it's amazing. So happy it's really- birthday, Kelly. What, what, Thank you. What day was your birthday? Was it on Yesterday, Friday or- the 18th. Okay. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday. You. So you, you, you were surprised. I was very surprised. I was pleasantly so- surprised too because I like everyone had been asking me like, what are you doing for your birthday? Because usually I celebrate like all week. And I had no intention of doing anything other than, like, being by myself and, like, not caring. So it it really was, like, I manifested, like, it to matter. (laughs) All the sisters can keep a secret. That's good. (laughs) I know. Well, and then I'm, like, going through the list of people that have been lying to me for weeks. (laughs) Who are you people? Yeah. Yeah, we had our own version of traitors going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we did Erin's episode. She was episode two, the one about Erin. And um, so we know a little history of the Simpson sisters. Erin uh, is the oldest. And where do you fall in line? I'm the third of four. Okay. Yeah. So there's just Renee so after how, me. So how, how was your relationship with Erin from, let's go, pre-20s and post-20s? Has oh, well. I mean, I don't, we didn't really have it. Well, when I feel like when I was in high school, like 16, 17, like you were taking me to hang out with your friends and like giving me beer. Um, allegedly. So I feel like we got along. What? Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, uh, but I feel like. You, yeah. Kelly and I were always the most alike in personality. Yeah. So I feel like even when, I mean, there's five years between us. So like when she was 16, I was 21 and out of the house. But when we were growing up, we were the ones that probably fought the most because we are so alike in personality. Like fist fought. Like, yeah, like we out on the floor, pulling yeah. hair, breaking glasses, fought. Yeah. But the thing is, 
Kelly and I, we have the same type of personality in the sense that like we get mad really quickly but we also get over it really quickly like we don't hold we're not grudge holders yeah like we don't take it down the road but like in that moment we're gonna fight this out yeah 100% my shirt for the last time time bitch I want my shirt (laughs) yeah so it was like a lot of that but then once like I was out of the house because that's what we thought of when you were out of the house you were like 17 so I was what 12 yeah but I think great moving out helped the relationship. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because you were stealing all my stuff. That's why we fought. Okay, that's not the only reasons we fought. You were also, like, kind of an asshole a lot of the time. I did take a, like, boiling hot tea bag and put it on her back. Yes. <laughs> and, like, the portable phone. Like, the Zach Morris phones that, like, back in the 90s. You cracked that on my fucking head. Excuse me, head. Definitely that did that a couple times. The plate of Speaking spaghetti at the beach house. <laughs> yeah. we can swear no we can swear here let it flow and so you now live in indiana i do i live in fort wayne how long ago did you move i moved here in 2011 so what is that almost 12 years wow yeah Culture- different culture change or what, it's crazy it? like everyone's just on indiana time they talk to you way too much during like a cash register interaction. Like I don't need Jan to know what my weekend plans are. I'd like my gum and my pack of cigarettes and like move it along. So there's definitely no sense of urgency, which I always appreciated living in like the DC area. Cause people don't have time <laughs> to waste and nobody cares out here. So that's frustrating, but I will say I can get anywhere in five minutes. There's no traffic. Everything's super inexpensive. And yeah, cost of living, you really cannot beat it. And what brought Mm. you to Fort Wayne? I moved here for work. I had just quit the OR. So I realized very quickly I hated that. And then I moved out here um, and well, Mary Kate was like moving up from Bloomington, like at the same time. So I knew her when I got here and um, I just moved out here for work and I never left. And I got knocked up and married and divorced, and now I'm stuck. So let's talk about um, getting married. You met your ex-husband in Indiana? No, I met him in D.C. when I was bartending, and he was there for work. He did, like, unexploded ordinance. So he was there. He's from Wisconsin. So he was out there on a project for, gosh, like, over a year, like, intermittently. So he was, like, a regular at my bar. Um and then, you know, one day I delivered more than his drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and he moved with you to Indiana, no? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, like, when I moved here, he was still working in Pennsylvania. So he was back and forth a lot. Um, and then I got pregnant, like, right after I moved here with his baby, just for clarification. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And then um, we got, I bought a house and... When the time that he was off, like, not working, because, like, when it's too cold, they can't dig. So he was always, like, demobbed in the wintertime. So he'd be here. Yeah, and then um, I kicked him out shortly after we got married. So now he's in Michigan. So you guys spent more time not together than... Correct. Correct. Which is probably why it lasted so long. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) We really couldn't get sick of each other. So we're going to dive, I think, into the dating life 
<laughs> Should have stayed married. <laughs> yeah, we both have some pretty interesting um, stories. Um, I did tell her, her, like, so for anybody that's not dating and not out there, um, the only way to meet people anymore is on these stupid fucking apps because nobody's like chilling at bars anymore and like doing stuff. So like, I do feel like in order to meet somebody, if you're not going to meet them at work, then you kind of have to meet them like on these fucking apps or like through somebody or like someone knows of a friend. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't go anywhere but work and home and, like, the same stores at the same time. So you see the same people everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, so unless, like, the food line cashier is going to ask me that. Nod, nod to, like, the dude there. But, um, yeah, you're stuck on these apps. And it is, it's just a dumpster fire out there. Like, people are weird, like, off the bat like weird like I was telling Kelly um the last date I went on from one of these apps we went and decided to have a drink because that's how it is you don't you don't have dinner right away you always just have the drink and then the next one is dinner and whatnot so we went and had a drink and I know we're trying to get to know each other and we're like laughing and joking. The day was going mildly well. He seemed rather nervous because his hands was shaking, which I took note of because they seemed to be shaking a lot. And I was like, wow, he seems really nervous. That's kind of sweet, whatever. So we're talking and somehow we got on the subject of um, how like post pandemic, we order everything from Amazon and it's so easy like not to leave your house anymore. And he was like, oh yeah, I just got done ordering like 500 hypodermic needles. And then he just kept talking. Like he didn't even bat an eye with that. And so I kind of looked at him and I was like, oh, are you diabetic? And he was like, no. And then just Mm -hmm. kept talking. And I was like, wow, this dude just basically admitted to me that he does heroin or meth. I don't know. I don't use needles. I don't know what drugs you use needles for, but it doesn't seem good. So I literally <laughs> was like, he was like, do you want to get another drink? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, can I take you to a facility? <laughs> yes. Meet me tomorrow at rehab. Like, oh my God. It was just, it was so crazy how he just didn't even acknowledge that statement. I just don't find, like, pictures of people to be an accurate representation of them either. It's always their best picture from 10 years ago. Like, and I don't want to have to weed through your pictures and figure out which one you are. Like, if your oh. profile pictures with five dudes, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah, busy. like, immediately passing. This needs to be as easy as possible for me. And definitely not a group photo when you're not the hottest one. You've got to be the hottest one. Or what are you doing? It's stupid. And I don't need a picture of you and a fucking fish. I've seen a fish. I don't fish. I don't give a shit if you fish. I will never go with you. I will never want to fish with you. Also, that's going to be a deal breaker. Let's go right now. And I do feel like it's an, like every fucking guy has like a fish picture. And I, and I always want to ask them, like, do you think I feel the need to like mate with somebody who can like hunt and gather? Like, I think they do, man. Like, I can buy a fish. I don't need to be with the man in the village that fishes. So, like, why? I don't do you like to be outside very often. I am too sweaty, and I don't like bugs. 
Like, I need to find a man in front of, like, his Netflix queue with, like, a bag of Cheetos. I'd be, like, sold. I don't want to go do anything. But that's what dating is. You have to make plans, which I'm bad at committing to. I always find a way to talk myself out of it. So that's already, like, anxiety-inducing. But, like, also, I am perfectly happy just, like, sitting at home and, like, doing a puzzle or doing some friends Legos Whatever. I don't need to go anywhere. It's too expensive. And I'm tired. I was going to say, it's exhausting. It's yes. Someone who's also talking about going out. <laughs> My biggest problem, too, and I was talking to Kelly about this earlier, is like, I will make plans on a Monday because I'm feeling like super energetic. And then by Thursday, I'm exhausted from the week and I don't want to go. And I'm such an introvert that it takes me nothing to be talked out of going somewhere. So literally by Thursday, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just not date anybody and I just cancel. And mm-hmm. then these guys are probably like, fuck this girl. She cancels all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, don't ever make plans with me like mid morning. I'm going to have all the energy in the world. I'll be like, I'll make a list of all the things I want to do. But by like four o'clock, I'm like, no, I'm just going to lay down. <laughs> So is there not like is there not like FaceTiming or is like the first time you meet somebody like it's in person if you it's actually decide to I feel I can't do FaceTime. I don't like to FaceTime people I love. Like I don't yeah. I prefer text so I can I don't have to immediately react. I'm not like on in real time. Like I I feel like I can be my authentic self when no one is looking, if that makes sense. But in like a, when you meet at like the first date obviously in a public place, the pressure's kind of off because if you have nothing to talk about, you can talk about the other people. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like people watching and like seeing how sarcastic you are. And if you're a dickhead, like if you're making fun of like a fat chick at a bar, I'm not going to probably date you. But if you're like making up a story, like she's probably a hooker, that's probably like her doctor, you know, that's fun because that's often the the truth. But um, yeah, the pressure's off, I feel like. FaceTime's too much. It's too much. The only problem with that is, like, that I've run into, and this probably just makes me sound so petty, but, like, for me, tone of voice is such a big deal. Like, I... Very sexy. So, like, when you're texting with somebody and you're, like, really vibing and you're, like, man, this guy's super funny, like, we're getting along, and then we meet up and he has, like, a weird register to his voice or, like, it doesn't match what I've already decided in my brain that his voice sounds like, I get immediately, like, I'm out. Yeah. Why I'm fucking still single because that matters to me. But, like... It just does. But the other thing, too, is, like, I have had some times where, like, we super vibe on text, but not in person. Yeah, I mean, I think real chemistry, like, chemistry is, like, a real thing. I've had the same thing happen. You can be awesome on text, like, correct grammar. You know the difference between there, there, and there, and you use it, like, correctly. That is such a turn-on for me. And then I meet you, and you're, like, a dumb, dull dud. Yeah. How is somebody so good in text and so poor in life? Why do you think that is? Do you think that's some sort of weird, I mean, I don't want to say weird introvert thing because I feel like I'm a weird, but like, is that some sort of weird personality trait? I don't know. Like, yeah, I I don't know. Or maybe they're nervous. I don't know. I mean, I get nervous when I'm like meeting somebody. I mean, it's been a while because everybody that I've 
already weeded out is the only person on like a different app in my area. So I just find the same people on different <laughs> outlets. And it's winter. It's winter in Indiana. Everybody's yeah. inside. <laughs> right. Pale. The other thing yeah. is too, like I, I've run into this a couple of times. Like I am much better in person. I don't do well on text. Like I'm super awkward on text. I'm not really funny. Like I'm, I can't really like be charming on text, but I am in person, but like, I have to get through the text part to get to the date. So there's definitely times where I'm like that guy and I probably would have vibed really well, but I made it super fucking awkward in text. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't, the other thing too, is like my friend Lori, when back, I mean, she has a boyfriend now, but like back when we were both single together and we were both on the dating apps, she was like having all this luck and she was going on all these dates. And I was like complaining to her one time. I was like, I don't get it. Like I, this isn't working for me. And she was like, well, what do you guys talk about? She's like, do you do sexy talk? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, she's like, well, she was like, what was the last thing somebody asked you? And I was like, well, the last guy I was talking to you asked me what I was watching on TV. And I, and she goes, oh, so what did you say? And I was like, I told him that I was watching like the history of the Aztec Mayans and like why that was cool. And she goes, you're a fucking loser. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> she was like, you're boring as shit. She's like, I don't even want to go out with you. <laughs> she was like, why didn't you say something sexy, like pretty woman or something? And I was like, cause that's not what I was watching. Like, like I thought that was worth too. Like how much, like, should I be honest or is that gonna like affect like how that person views me but also like let's cut the crap like you might as well get to know me now it's like i find stupid shit like the aztec mayan ruins fucking interesting and when we're when we're at home 20 years from now that's what i'm gonna watch (laughs) i do appreciate stuff like that so much more now like than I did ever as like a high schooler. Like I, I skipped history like probably most days, but now I'm like, that's fascinating. I probably would have learned it if I'd gone to class, but. Yeah, and isn't that the thing though? They're always like, well, you should have learned that in 10th grade. I'm like, dude, I was doing other shit in 10th grade. Like, yeah, exactly. I wasn't, I did not care about the Aztec <laughs> empire <laughs> when I was 17. And even if they did tell tell me what it was, I like forgot. Yeah, it's no, been, I just been been enough to get out. Didn't want to repeat it, so. (laughs) So what is the thing, if you had a chance to look, to tell anybody, like, if you're going to do the app, what should be the thing that kind of gets the click? Like, what is the thing? Like, other than the whole, you know, everybody has, I'm guessing, a tagline thing that's kind of like what they're looking for, which is always a lie, right? Uh, (laughs) But how, what makes you interested? Like things that that's the one, not the one, but you know, like let's let's hang out. This seems like a cool person. So I for me, like that's so hard. Everybody, I yeah. feel like says the same thing. Like they love the outdoors. They love right. concerts, but they don't. But they don't. don't. They're on. Yeah. They're on Hulu, like everybody else, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So for me, like, I want somebody to be honest, like when, when I look at it, their profile and they're like pictures of them snowboarding or skydiving or outdoorsy. And it's like, I want someone to explore the world and do all this. I'm like hard pass. I'm looking for the guy that's like, I would like to eat cold egg rolls on a Saturday morning and watch Shit's Creek and then maybe go to Walmart. Uh, okay. Swipe and right. When are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are all the men so freaking triggered by women who, like, speak up? 
And I read this message and I was like giggling the whole time. And then I was like, whatever, let me check this dude out. He, the first thing I read on his page was like walking in the, in the path of Jesus Christ. I'm like, you are such a con artist. Yeah. Always. Like get real. Get a life. But I'm also very quick. Like, like if I'm on a date with you and you say the word retarded, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like we're not, the state just ended. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm very like, but I don't know that I would have been that way 20 years ago in my twenties. Because I think if 20 years ago, my twenties, I would have been like, well, that bothers me, but maybe blah, blah, blah. Like I'll yeah. just teach him that that's a bad word. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have time for any of that. If you're saying that word in 2022, right. we're done. Yeah, Totally. I also don't feel like just because you're on the date, you have to stay and, like, finish it to be polite. Like, being polite will get you murdered. Like, Mm -hmm. if it's uncomfortable or you know it's not going anywhere, just be like, thanks so much. I just really, you know, I I don't plan on, like, ever contacting you again. So have a nice night. (laughs) And I do think that, like, when I first started on dating apps back in 2017 – that was the hardest part for me is like, I would be on a date. I would stay on the date. The day would end. I would clearly know this is not the person for me, but then I would always feel bad. So like I'd end up talking to them for like a couple more weeks. We're like now, as I've gotten older, literally at the end of the date, I'm just like, this was fun. I don't really feel like we're a match. So I'm not going to call you again, but I appreciate the night out. And that's perfect. Like that's polite. That's appreciative. It's not rude. But, like, the wrong guy will think that's rude and, like, follow you home. Yeah. Men are crazy. So what like, do you, men are crazy, what too. Do you, what, do you, what do you think that is the change from 20s to now? Like, why? You say you don't have time, right? Like, it's a time thing. Is it? Is it time wasters? You're trying to nip in the bud? Like, what's the difference between seeing people in, in your 20s or even younger, whatever, and then now. Like, what? what is it in you, if you could tell a younger version of you? like I feel like I'm just less tolerant of having to sacrifice what I am comfortable with to make someone else comfortable. I've spent so much time people-pleasing because I didn't want to come off as rude or, you know, emotional or whatever. And I feel like, I feel like I know more about myself, obviously, as I get older. But I'm also more confident in asking for those things because I don't have anything to lose by asking at this point. It's I'm not invested in a five-year relationship and, like, demanding change or else I'm out. I have nothing to lose by, like, demanding a certain level of respect or whatever. There's, there's no, it's, it's win-win for me. If you don't want to accommodate, you can leave. And then I'm still perfectly, like, content by myself. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I I completely agree with everything she's just said. I also think that just my 20-year-old self was that typical girl that was like, oh, he has all these red flags, but I can change him. I will make them green. I will make him a better person. And now I'm like, no, that doesn't happen. They don't ever change. Like, And I don't want to be a goddamn carpenter for your fucked up heart. Like, I'm done. But I also know that in my 20s, I was very much like looking for a husband, looking for a father, like looking for that person. And now like I have my own car, I have my own home, I have my own things, I have my own retirement account. Like I don't need anything. So 
in my 20s, I needed someone in my life. And now I'm at a point where like, I want somebody in my life. That's so different, but it's also so freeing because like Kelly said, I know what I bring to the table. If you don't want to come to my table, then don't come to my table. But like, you're not going to come to my table with a bunch of bullshit. Cause yeah. Like if you're not making my life easier at this point, you're not time for you. Contribute it. You're adding no value to my life. Yeah. I've done it all on my own. I've done it for the last 10 years on my own. I know I'm capable of it. I got no problem doing it. I figured it out. So if you're coming in and making shit harder, you're the problem. <laughs> but I also well, just, I love myself. Like I love being alone. I love being by myself. I don't, I enjoy being home alone. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm so lonely. I wish I had somebody like, no, I would like to have somebody that I could hang out with and do things with, but I'm also totally fine by myself. So like, if you're going to come in my life, it's so funny because I tell people all the time, you know, one of the questions that guys weirdly ask, which I think is so bizarre because I would never ask somebody this is they'll be like, oh, how many other guys are you talking to? How many, how many other guys do I have to compete with? And I always laugh because I'm like, you're not competing with anybody but me. You're competing with me. I love myself so much that you have to convince me that I am better off with you than without you. These other guys aren't even in it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good reflection. What What is it of guys, though, that feel like they can just... Is it ego? I don't know. I, you're Pandora's Tell me. I think, I mean, this is just from my experience. The ones I have dated talk a big game. Like, oh, yeah, I'll cook, I'll clean. I mean, it's not even about cooking and cleaning. Just, like, contributing to anything. And then once they're settled in and nice and cozy, it's like they want to be, they want, like, a mother figure. They want to be coddled. And, like, yeah, they have their ego stroked. And it's like, put your big boy pants on. So I want a friend. Like, it's, I just, I don't know. It's slim pickings out here. (laughs) (laughs) It is slim fucking pickings. Like, it's so crazy. And like, also, like, the guys I'm like finding on these apps, they're all of them are like, I want more kids. Well, that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want, and I don't want to date anybody with kids. I have a kid. Yeah. I don't want to date anybody with kids. I don't want that drama. I have enough of it of my own. I don't really like children. I like mine. But yeah. not even all the time. But like, I I don't want anyone else's baggage. Yeah. It's so funny too, because I was telling a friend of mine, you know, when you're in your 20s, it seems like every girl is trying to get married and every guy is like, whoa, slow down, babe. Like, I, we're not doing that. And now I feel like it's flipped and I'm mm-hmm. 43 and I'm out there on the apps like, I'm not looking to get married. I'm just kind of trying to find cool people to hang out with. And I've got hundreds of guys like, can we get married tomorrow? Second date. Can we like, oh, let's get engaged. Like, it's like they're in their last gasp of life and they need to have a partner. So they're just like throwing darts at the wall to try to find anybody. And like the amount of guys that get so mad when they're like talking to me and they're like, so what are you looking for? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm out there. I'm not opposed to any of it like yeah obviously if I met the 
fucking perfect guy and we had the greatest relationship ever and he asked me to marry him, I wouldn't be like, no. But like, that's not my goal. Like my goal is just to find people that like, if there's a concert next week, we should go. Like, or if something cool comes up, let's go. But we don't have to like exchange government papers. That's like not my expectation. But they seem to get so mad about it. Like they're like, well, then you're just wasting my time. I was like, well, if the point was to get to know people, then I'm not wasting your time. But no, I'm not going to promise to fucking marry you at the end of this based off of a four-hour date. Oh, my God. You know how many times I would have been married if that were the case? Yes. Ugh. But, like, I honestly can say I, I do not. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But I have no intention of ever getting married again. Nor do I have any intention of, like, full-on living with someone. Like, I was telling Erin yesterday, like... I feel like if I ever, like, committed to a partner, we would need to get, like, a duplex. And then mm-hmm. I have, like, my side. You have your side. And you can con- you can stay on my side. But I, <laughs> but I want the option of, like, staying alone, too. <laughs> your own space. Yes. And, well, because I've lived alone for 10 years. So my way works yeah. for me. So having someone come in and, like, it's just really hard to acclimate as a, like, grounded individual where neither one of you are going to change your habits these are just now your habits so if they're I'm like grading then I don't care yeah I say that I told that to Kelly last night and I've said this for years I do not feel like my ex-boyfriend and I would have broken up had we not moved in together like our relationship wasn't perfect but it was working for us and mm-hmm. everything was great the kids were happy his kid was happy we were happy Everything was going great. And then we moved in together. And within a month, our whole relationship went to shit. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we, like, we had both been living alone for four years and then tried to go back to being the same. And it's just not the same. Like, and maybe, like, if it was the right person, then you would, you would, you'd blossom. Like, your love would flourish living together. So I feel like, like I had a boyfriend move in after like talking on the phone for two weeks, moved in with me, like full on moved to Indiana from Virginia, moved in with me. And I found out in about two more weeks that this was not going to happen. (laughs) But it's also like, I, again, had nothing to lose. I was not invested in a years long commitment to him. So I found out in a month that we're not going to waste any more time. I feel like that's kind of the way to go. Just move in on the second date. <laughs> and then you'll find out really fast if you guys gonna, are going to work out. Oh, I will tell you, I have a foolproof fan because this happened to me several times. My plan is that the minute I start dating somebody, we agree to go away together for weekends. Because every single time I meet somebody, no matter how good I think it is, if we go away together for a weekend, I'm instantly like, I'm done. So like, that is my threshold now. Like the minute I start feeling good, like things are going well and I'm getting close to somebody, I'm like, we need to schedule a weekend away. Because like traveling with with people is difficult. There are a few people in my life that I can travel with like peacefully. Because most Mm -hmm. people, again, it's just difficult. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But the men have no hesitancy about moving in on the second date. Like, they no. will do it. Yeah. And then they'll never leave. So I was going to say, know, I'm mindful. Gonna say, I'm like, they're going to never leave after that. No, that's literally, like, I kicked <laughs> this dude out in, like, on Easter. And then it was, like, August before I finally threw all of his shit in the garage. And was like, get out, fucking squatter. Like, I lost <laughs> my mind. <laughs> lost it. But it's been fine ever since. So. <laughs> Have my house back. <laughs> That's 
scary though the fact that they won't leave like no it's oh god yes it was the worst like six months of my life hands down yeah so it's you're very a, yeah <laughs> so you're a nurse i am what kind of nurse um i am currently working at a fertility practice so we do like the artificial inseminations and ultrasounds and blood work and injections and all that good stuff. I had a, a friend who was trying uh, IVF and she would have to take her hormone shots. Mm-hmm. And her husband was um, away for school for a couple of weeks. And so I had to walk over to her house and give. Oh, yeah. I, I cried every <laughs> time I had to. Like, I know. And then that first time they did it, it didn't work. And I felt so guilty. And I know, like, you know, she was, she was, I mean, I was supposed to be consoling her, but here she was, like, yeah. oh my God, it's my fault because I did it for a week and your husband wasn't there. You're like, I did it wrong yeah. somehow. Yeah. I felt so bad. But the second time they did it, they ended up getting twins. So. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been fascinating. I did hospice for 10 years. So now I'm doing like, like helping people build their families instead of like, I was going to say you're the bookend. Death. I know it's like it really is like full circle moment but I'm like I was the expert in my field for so long so moving to fertility from that was like a foreign language and I'm still like learning every day I'm only I've been doing it for like eight months so far but I love it it's such a different vibe like women's health is the way to go because they're otherwise healthy they follow instructions they pay attention like they're they follow their plan of care and it's like, okay, well I have a stomach virus, then call your doctor. Like we don't manage that. (laughs) So it's very streamlined and like, it's awesome. Hospice though. I can see how that could be exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I never planned on doing it as long as I did like 10 years is was a lot. And towards the end, like with COVID and everything, it just got to be too much. And the politics involved with like, the agency I worked for, it was just do more, do more, do more with less and less support and not any more money. And finally, I was like, this is again, it's like a quality of life issue. I called dad and because I'd been crying for a month straight because I was like, this is the jo- job I moved here for. Like, this is my identity. I've never worked anywhere else in Indiana. I've made so many friendships. And finally, it was like, I am on like taking Xanax four times a day, like increase my antidepressant. And it, I swear it was because of this job. So I called dad and he was like, quit, just quit. I was like, I have nothing lined up. And he was like, Kelly, nursing jobs are a dime a dozen or you door dash until you find something you really want to like do. He's like, it's not worth your health. And I literally quit. I no longer take Xanax. <laughs> I've <laughs> decreased my antidepressant. <laughs> and it really did just ex- completely change my trajectory in nursing. And just like my outlook. Again, I'm not going to waste time dicking around with something that's dragging me down and making me miserable. I don't have to. I will. I can always make more money. <laughs> I don't need to... Clearly, the empl- and employers don't care about you. I need people to know this. They don't care about you. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. It doesn't matter who you're friends with or who you hang out with. At the end of the day, they will always throw you under the bus if it comes down to it. So you don't owe them any loyalty because they sure as shit don't have it to you. So you were at hospice during uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. How was uh, how was that? I saw patients at home and then in like nursing facilities. So the home patients, it was like whatever you wear a mask and it's fine. 
facilities had like, oh my gosh, the restrictions. We had to do a COVID test, like a rapid one. Like when we arrived, sit there and wait. I mean, my nose was bleeding. We were doing COVID tests every day just to go to work. And then if they were in a facility, they had to be, if they had COVID, they were on the COVID wing. If not, they were like quarantined. So you couldn't even see all your patients. So one week you had to see all the COVID people. Then the next week you had to see all the non-COVID people. And it was just a nightmare. And I, I mean, it was, it was scary too. Schools were closed. I had to take my kid with me. She sat in my car in parking lots and in driveways. And that's why I got her a phone when she was seven. Cause I was like, text me if like someone's trying to break into the car. <laughs> Cause I can't see my car from the building, you know? It was just a nightmare all the way around. And then I actually did COVID testing for like a year and a half. Did you think, because I'm always interested in the transition between 2019 and 2020, you know, mm -hmm. we, as far as like my family, we're traveling, you know, we're doing things and all of a sudden halt. Is there, were you, did you know, or did you see it kind of coming in January, February time where there's talks even between you starting to setting things down? I will be honest. I thought it was like people were overreacting at first because I'm thinking they're giving the numbers of all the deaths. And I'm like, well, freaking 85,000 people die of the flu every year. Like, what is the big deal? But the difference, as it was explained to me, because we were briefed by the CDC twice a week on like risk levels and like transmission rates and things like that so that we didn't have to like shut down. <clears throat> um, but it was explained to me like when you have the flu, a typical contagious person infects three people. Those people infect three more, et cetera. A COVID person infects 10. So if you do that 10 times over, that's like 50,000 people from one person in a very short like window. So then it kind of did like get a little scary. I mean, the hospital is here. They shut down all the elective surgeries and use like anesthesia rooms like with vents in case they needed them. I mean, we were max capacity. It was awful. But yeah, I mean, as it got, it just got terrible quickly. I feel like it literally was like overnight. It was just like, okay, and everybody calm down. Like, it'll, we'll get through this. And then it was like two more years <laughs> of getting through I this. Keep, I keep saying, I'm like, I have no, I can't believe this coming March, it'll be three years. Since. I know. It doesn't seem no like idea. that at all. No, I have no idea what happened. It's all a blur. It's and now it's like, gone. It's like, it never happens. I mean, right? <laughs> it's bananas. It's, it's crazy. So... You were, you were working all the way through it. Mm -hmm. And what did that you think, and I know hindsight, but do you think working doing that in the job that you were at change your perspective on, okay, what will my next step be? Yes, or you absolutely. Or, or, or you would have stayed in hospice forever, right? I mean, that's kind of where you would. You it kind being. of changed my outlook on healthcare in general. And I know this is going to kind of sound silly, like I am a healthcare provider, but I the healthcare in our society is complete shit. And like, I'm part of it, <laughs> but I don't like all the big rules, but you know, um, but I definitely was like, you know, people that were working in factories were getting hazard pay and I wasn't, and I'm taking care of COVID people there, you know, like that did not add up for me. <laughs> Why is someone at BF Goodrich or GM who's never had a degree, never gone to college, never had a license medical license or yeah like a medical license they're making 65 dollars an hour and i'm sitting over here making 30 for what that does not make sense and you're <laughs> in the middle of it and, you're and i'm in doing it. the work like front lines <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it just, I was like, it's never going to get any better. Nurses are so underpaid. We've always been underpaid. It's not getting better. There's no evidence that it's going to change. So what am I doing then? I have the facts. I either suck it up and complain about it while I keep doing it or make a change. So then I enrolled in uh, school and now I'm studying criminal law. <laughs> oh, so quite a difference. <laughs> that is a huge difference. Yeah. Wow. So what made that turn? I just really love murder. I've always like, loved murder. <laughs> like fascinated by it. I just wrote a paper today on murder. Um, but I mean, you look at any streaming service, it's always like murder mysteries, documentaries. That, like That's going to be the quote, though. It's going to be, I always love murder. <laughs> I always love murder. Um, <laughs> but I just figured, like, I'm always, I always find myself, like, Googling, like, laws and how they apply and, like, what the differences are and how they're interpreted and da-da-da-da. And I was like, you know what? I might as well, like, earn, I only have my associate's degree now. I was like, well, I might as well like get a degree while I'm doing this. So I'm doing the same thing I was doing when I was not in school. I just have the textbooks now to support it. <laughs> and I'm not doing it on my phone at 3.30 in the morning. But it's, the more I learn about it, the more interested I am. And I, so yeah, I just, it's, it's awesome. Murder is great. And, and also how frustrating some of the laws are. Right? Oh my gosh, little, yeah. I mean, our judicial of... system is much like our healthcare system. It's completely flawed. It makes no sense. It made sense when the population was far less. It doesn't make any sense anymore. We've outgrown our structure. So what are we going to do about it? So what angle of criminal law are you looking at? I mean, if somebody wants to pay for law school, I'd like to be a proper <laughs> attorney. But I got to find somebody that can pay for that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe like just like legal assistant or something. It's, it definitely doesn't pay what I'm making now, but I'm over that anymore. I'd rather be happy and eating ramen if I need to than miserable and, you know, spending money on things that don't fulfill me. Or, like, if you're, you know, truly nosy enough, you can be a private investigator. Or... Yeah, like, something like that. Like, crime scene <laughs> investigator. Crime scene investigator would be awesome. And I've done some research on that. Um, a lot of uh, jurisdictions are changing that from a like law enforcement vacancy to a civilian vacancy. So like, I wouldn't have to go, I wouldn't have to have a law degree. It does help, you know, it gives you your edge or whatever, but I wouldn't have to have been like a police officer and then a detective. And then you're a crime scene investigator, which is how it's typically structured. They're just like civilians can do it in some places, especially where the crime rates really high. And I definitely would have to move to a place with a high crime rate, which not many people say, say. you don't want to live there. <laughs> yeah. Not many people like ever say that. But I'm going to have to, just because not much happens in Fort Wayne that anybody cares about. In other words, you're going to be back on the East Coast in D.C. or in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chicago, yeah. Chicago's not far. It's like a two and a half hour drive. <laughs> yeah, so much more exciting. Uh, yeah. uh, criminal law, do you have any um, podcasts that you listen to um, that deal with? I, not like consistently. I was um, following like the Delphi murders here in Indiana the two girls um it's like a town like i don't know i mean how far it is a couple hour drive maybe not even that um but they that's the only one that i was like i guess listening to like continuously i podcasts are hard for me sometimes because yeah. i feel like i'm eavesdropping on a conversation like i'm not supposed to be listening to i was telling Erin, i'm like it's it's a little like like wonderful right or like yeah the, the, the party line type thing where you're not yes. supposed to be listening. And do they know I'm listening? <laughs> like the three-way calls you we made, yes. like, in, yeah. When you were, like, trying to catch somebody in a lie. Yes, yeah. Try to talk that's what it feels like. 
like talking shit about you you're like i know that bitch gonna talk shit about me but yeah <laughs> yeah like, let's call her on three-way yeah. <laughs> oh, it totally feels that way i i like it for background noise yeah um or like if i'm in the car or whatever it's usually on but usually if it's that kind of stuff like if it's true crime type stuff where i have to there's details in the conversation mm-hmm. that you have to do that to me gets a little bit harder because usually i'm doing other stuff and i can't I, I can't keep up with it. So. Yeah, like focus on the details. Yeah, but I know a lot of um, a lot of podcasts out there are really good. People are always into them. Yeah, I know people at work are like patients are telling me about them too. I love it. I listen to podcasts all the freaking time. I listen to like at least ten different crime ones. See, crime so, is fascinating. I, <laughs> I love murder. I love murder. <laughs> um, which ones do you listen to, Aaron? For crime, true crime stuff. Do you know? Oh my gosh! So, I get bored super easily because I have ADHD. Um, so like I'll listen to like one, and then like I'll listen to two or three seasons, like three, two or three episodes of one, and then I'll click off. I like the ones specifically that do a like they focus on a different story for each episode, so I'm not fully invested. Like it bothers me when it's like, um. Like, I have to listen to all 15 episodes to get to, like, the story. Like, that's a lot for me. So I try not to... I try to pick ones that have, like, the short ones. I also just recently found a, a podcast um, from a friend of mine. Uh, it's called, like... I'm going to have to look it up because I don't remember the name. Like, it's something about, like, the weirdest fears. Like, your weirdest fears or something. And this one guy is convinced that he's going to die from what did he call it occipital fluid which is the fluid from your eyeballs like his greatest fear is that he's going to cut his eyeball and he's going to it's going to drip into his mouth and kill him yeah that's like, why you're going to die <laughs> it's, so, it's like the, so fucking, the person who just stuck the knife yeah. in your fucking eye is going to kill you that's why yeah. you're going to die Shit! It's the most. Oh, maybe it's irrational fears, but it's like a. It's that all about <laughs> fears, and it's like so funny. But each episode is like a different person talking about like uh, an irrational fear. Um, and then I listened to one that actually was so dark that I could only listen to like one episode every couple weeks because it was talking about uh, the most gruesome ways that people have accidentally died through history. And it, was just, it was crazy like every episode i was like i have to like i because it, it was just so horrific that you're like how did that ever fucking happen to that person oh god the, no the history the history ones are always the ones that get me because it's such a different lifestyle than now and sometimes what gets them is something so preventable now right like you yeah take that kind of yeah what? Right. <laughs> you know, like, like, don't drink the river water. Like, <laughs> yes, get dysentery off of like yeah. muddy. <laughs> so crazy. Like, right. yeah, like like the last one, the last episode I listened to is talking about how like this girl, like it was a bunch of kids that were in camp, like out near Yellowstone. They like they were camp people, like they were running a camp for kids, and like. At night, when the camp was over, they would drive out and go get in the hot springs, like, around the Yellowstone. And one night, they let it get too dark, and they had to make their way back, and they didn't have flashlights or anything, so they were all walking in the woods, and they came to this little stream, 
And so they had to jump over the stream and they all jumped and this one girl didn't make it. So she fell into the stream, but it turned out to be like part of Yellowstone. So the temperature of the water was like 500 degrees and she basically incinerated. That's like, no. Mm-mm. Well, like yeah, literally she well, died. Just didn't jump far enough. Like mm-hmm. it was that fucking crazy. Well, now people are dying, falling off cliffs, taking TikTok videos. Like, whoever yeah. thought that was going to be a thing? How close to you are the, to the edge? Are you like really? No caution. Come on. There was a, the phone and the TikTok. There was a guy who was on an electric bike. I just saw him today, going down the street, and he was on the phone. Like, why are those two things? Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> that you need to be doing. He's probably shooting a TikTok video. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you're you're recording. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I do love myself some TikTok though. Because it's so short. Because it, the real yeah. get me. It's ADHD. It's like dinging my age. But what irritates, like what's getting to me now is the TikTok. I say the TikTok because I'm like that age. The TikTok. The TikTok. The talk is the is the amount now that it's duets. Okay. You know, let's let that slide. You want to steal somebody else's content. Okay. But now it's getting ridiculous where it's like duet. It's the three. It's the four. I saw one where there were five because it was like four people. The one guy stole the video with four other people. They're all watching the same one. Like, is that where we're going? Where it's like, now they're going to be itty bitty squares on your phone now instead of two people stealing content. Yeah, I would probably make a lot more funny. Like, I only have a couple of things on mine. and But, like, the amount of time it takes me to make a video is not worth it. Yeah. I was I was funny the first two takes. Yeah. Like, that third take, not so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, some of the funniest videos for me are just, like, I, I am that person. Like, if somebody's falling down or getting hurt, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like... I personally do not like being scared, but if someone else is is filming them like scare people, I'm all in. Like when the fucking ice storm hit Seattle and all the TikToks started showing people like how <laughs> trying to get to work, I was like in bed ready to wet my pants, all cuddled under my covers, laughing my ass off. Like yeah. TikTok has taught me that like people are hilarious. Yeah. They are, people are just so funny. And sometimes the comments, like the comments are sometimes way more funny than the actual video. I swear to God, 90% of the time I watch the video for two seconds and then I go straight to the fucking comments. I mean, Leona, I know I've sent you ones where I'm like, just look at the comments. (laughs) Just look at the comments. (laughs) So fucking funny. Because, and that's where you find out how funny people are. Because the people that are posting the video are funny, but the people in the comments section are hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I laugh harder at the comment section than I do the video most times. Oh, for sure. And I feel less alone because sometimes I'm like, oh my God. Else. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, I'll go to the comments and be like, oh my God, I was just about to comment that. So, like, so everybody else saw that too, right? Like, okay. <laughs> and I feel like, it, I just feel like people are far less mysterious than, like, we think we are, like, ourselves. Like, we're more similar than we've ever imagined. And I, I, who would have known? I always think that, like, who would have known? Because it came kind of 
at the same time, right? People were staying at home and stuff. Who would have known setting up your camera in your house and doing weird dances or whatever it is? Uh, right. But honestly, I kind of wonder if if TikTok would have been as successful as it is without the pandemic. Because I didn't even know, what, like, I knew my kids were on it. I never even thought to get on it until mid-pandemic when I was bored out of my fucking mind, hadn't left the house in two months. I was, like, severely depressed, wasn't laughing anymore. And then I, like, got on TikTok because I wanted to see what my kids were doing. And then I, like, spiraled into a snowball of, like, a fit of laughter. And I was like, oh, my God, this is bringing me joy. Like, I like Mm -hmm. this. I don't think so. I I think it's, like, my Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yes. Where, like, nobody would have played Animal Crossing had you not been locked in your house <laughs> and nothing else to do. You would not be making an island. So I think TikTok is the same thing. I think it's, like, had it not been, you wouldn't have. And now it's part of the part of the language, right? It's part yeah, of the culture. Yeah. talk is here to stay. Tickety-talk is here to stay. <laughs> the other thing is, not only that, but the amount of shit I've learned from TikTok, where I'm like, I didn't know I was doing that wrong my whole life. Like... At, like literally just in the couple years that I've been on it, I've like rearranged half the shit in my kitchen. I've like done stuff with like food that I was like, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know you were supposed to empty fucking noodles like that through the strainer. Like what the fuck? Like it's crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. Deer lose their antlers. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, honestly, there was stuff on there that I'm like, what? And then I'll Google it. And I'm like, that is true. That's true. <laughs> like, who the fuck knew paprika was just bell peppers? <laughs> that blew my fucking mind. I'm still yeah, blown. I had no idea. Like, I here I am thinking my whole life that paprika is this like special, like saw, so- like background, background, like, like Lebanon so or something or Indian, like whatever. Like, this is what Christopher Columbus was looking for, and like it's bell peppers. Oh, <laughs> like all of them. Yes, like they yeah. just dry bell peppers and crush them up. It's it's surreal. I find that's it. crazy. And then share like, it with the class. Like, why are you sharing it with the class? Because now we just there's nothing to believe in anymore. No, yeah, everything's been a lie. Yes, I, that's what I feel like. Every time I see something on TikTok, I'm like, my whole life has been a fucking lie. Because I hate is- that, and I hate that about social media. I hate like I love the knowledge that it brings, whatever it is, right? But also, like, so many things just defeated. Yeah. Something, something Some days I feel very defeated by TikTok. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, so I, 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 had I known something like that would have been, I was just like, no, how can we can miss out of that? Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> and then um, I read somewhere about Facebook. Somebody was like, oh, it's only the older people who are on Facebook now. Yeah. Dang. Like, all the kids left. No, it's like, they don't, like, my kids don't have Facebook. They don't even ask to have a Facebook. Yeah. They don't even, even, I have a Facebook. I'm never on it. I don't think I've posted since, like, 2017. Kids all the time are like, I can't believe you're still on Facebook. And I was like, well, I, I like it. Yeah. They're, like, so old. I just don't well, give a so shit what anyone's thing? doing. Yeah, so what's the thing, though? Like, what's the thing, then? The tickety talk. It was the tickety talk. Is that it? Is there going to be a new Facebook? Because you know, I kind of want to go back to my MySpace. I remembered my I, old password. Well, we knew that we were doing MySpace. We were coding. We were coding. We were coding. 
Yeah. I mean, and now it's like a full-time job for lots of people. I feel like I should have been paying attention more to like the, the little, the little hyperlink thing that I was right. doing on my, on my glitter page to make my glitter page and my music come on. Stop I it. was like so dramatic too. <laughs> I didn't even have my name on like above my picture. It just said, I'm complicated. <laughs> like to lure people in up every day like this is the mood i'm in today i'm gonna listen to tlc yeah i'm feeling the pearl jam song and like floating butterflies in my background like i'm a fucking idiot carrie like (laughs) top eight (laughs) oh my god once i top eight for real oh my god and if you got removed from someone's top eight you knew you fucked up yeah that was like devastating now if you treated me from facebook i wouldn't know Right. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Are so those good. quizzes? Remember those quizzes you would like? To <laughs> it was awesome. So that was bad. That. Social media was nice, and we weren't all fighting with each other. Yeah. But again, like social media got too big. It's uncontrollable, yeah. unmanageable, and everyone has big ass balls behind their phone. And I just, like, social media, like, I don't know. I'm just jaded by it. It's, it's like a photo album. It's always the best times. It's the best pictures. It's the happiest days. No one's, I mean, I feel like TikTok actually kind of brought more, like, depression to light. People were being more real. But, like, it's, I just feel like it's all a facade. And I don't care what you're doing this weekend. Like, if I gave a shit, I'd call you. And it's either way, right? Either you get the the fake, like everything's great and fab, or you get the other side where it's like the crying, the drama, the yeah, or the or the vague booking where it's the I'm not really gonna tell you what's wrong, right? But but something's wrong. Yeah. So. Just another I day. I guess I'll make dinner for one. Cry face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> drama i love it like i don't want to be in it but when i see like tiktok drama like i will follow all those fucking videos like i hate it i, I hate how like, many parts it is sometimes it's like five parts yeah. and like scrolling the guy's page like one part and then like they have like three videos two part i'm like just put it together oh my god <laughs> It is my favorite. Like when these people get on there and they're like, um, I don't know if you guys know a, fr- a girl named Kelly who's at the Burger King on Halloween, <laughs> but your boyfriend's cheating on you because I listened to your best friend in the bathroom. And then like four days later, somehow they have found Kelly and, like, alive and talking about it. I'm in it. Like I am for Kelly. <laughs> I'm like, good job, America. We saved another one. <laughs> And I, and I feel like that should be for everything. There should be nowhere where you are safe. I feel like at, at a certain, everybody knows everybody who knows everybody. If something yeah. bad happens, you should see the ripple. Like, they're going to get found. And the fact that if somebody says, well, I still haven't found and it's been, like, longer than two days, something is up, right? Yeah. Everybody should be found. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like those when there's, like, too many parts. I saw one where it's, like, five parts. I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm in it. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that about myself. Like, I, I don't want to be in it, but I'm still scrolling his page for five, part five. I do appreciate, though, that they changed to the just watch one. Now you can jump to it. You don't have to, like, yes. look for the just watch. Yeah. That's helpful. That good, is good so move. helpful. Thank God that that happened because that was a nightmare trying to find, like, next parts. I also like now that they've made it so you can group videos together to a playlist. So then you can, like, only see those videos. 
There's this one right now I'm following her. Like everybody's like, I'm so invested. It's so ridiculous. She went on this, she met this guy online. He seems too good to be true. He's like buying her all these expensive things, but then he's acting all shady. So all of us are like, watch the Tinder swindler. Watch the, like he sounds, (laughs) but like, so she's been posting every day. She's at like 10 videos, but like, we're all in because like, he is being really erratic. We're like, he has a good day. And then I'll have like a weird day. And like, all of us are dating this man now. Like, we are there's a ton of us that are like she's on my alerts like every time she posts i come up because i'm half expecting her to just go missing or like something like we're all waiting for him to ask for money like we're so invested in this like maybe i, I would do that in my own dating life if i wasn't invested in strangers dating life yeah. on the internet. <laughs> like i can't tiktok it does like actual helpful things on a date yeah like TikTok does helpful upgrades, helpful updates. Yeah. Like Facebook doesn't yeah. do the same. There's tons of things that we were constantly complaining about doing for Facebook. And it's like, they do, you know, there's a lot of groups, but I'm in some groups on Facebook. And then when you add, you're supposed to be able to pull up whoever member you're looking for, but it chooses people who are not even in the group. I'm mm-hmm. like, see, but TikTok does actual, like maybe listens to its mm-hmm. people and, like, and changes things. I'm like, Facebook is funky as yeah, I'm not a fan. I wish there was something like in the middle, you know, like some sort of. I don't even know what the next step is going to be, though, besides AI. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> because I'm like, have we not learned from watching all of the AI things? That's oh, yeah. That used to be going. I with James Cameron and he was talking about AI and he he was like explaining it in actually a really unique way that for the first time ever I kind of understood AI because I don't really understand it and like the way he explained it I was like oh I kind of conceptually get it but he was saying that AI even terrifies him because the whole point of AI is like it learns from its own mistakes and it fixes equations but it doesn't know how it's doing that so it can't tell us how to do it it just knows how to make it better so like it grows smarter off itself but it doesn't know how to tell us how it's doing that so that's it's getting faster and faster and better and better but like eventually one day it's going to take over us i can like not even wrap my head around how wi-fi works or how planes stay in the air like it's all like sorcery to me it is witchcraft none of it makes sense you can explain it to me a thousand times i don't believe you like it does this should not be happening yeah or the cloud the cloud (laughs) yeah yes what is that what is Is it a cloud like is it in the air i don't know sounds like it could be I can't even get a fucking paper sailboat to float, but a yacht is just chilling. That's what I'm saying. Well, that doesn't make sense. I know how boats float. Paper's porous. You need non-porous material. I know, but That's still... That's not defying gravity for hours on an engine at yeah, the speed of, like, 600. Why, why, when I'm on a plane, if I get up to go to the bathroom... If I jump up and down, shouldn't the plane like whiz through me? Like that's how the fast the plane's going. How am I going that fast with the plane? I'm not attached to it. See, I failed physics and this is why, because I don't understand. I don't want to understand. No, I don't like, like, I just, if I can't get there by driving, I'm not going. It's like the coyote and roadrunner, right? Like when he's reading the thing, that's when he realizes gravity is like, not I feel like that's the thing with the plane. I'm like, once I realize, like, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm never gonna, no, I always think I'm gonna die. (laughs) I 
the and I feel like if Google doesn't understand me, how is AI work? Like how do we how do we end up progressing that much into stuff? If I'm asking Google a question and you know, she's always like, I don't know, but here's the whatever and I'm like, Okay, so if you don't know, aren't you supposed to know? Yeah. <laughs> the there's like a there's like an algorithm, right? To like yeah. the, the responses. Yes. But doesn't it, does it like tailor to you? Like when you, like when you search Google on the internet or on the, on the web, on your computer, it'll like be like, you, people also ask for this. Yes. Or yes. like the next time you get on it, it'll give you like similar feedback. Is that the same with like Alexa yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have, because it scares me. It's scary. I do know if Alexa records a murder that cannot be entered into evidence why is that like you have proof your husband killed you yes but that's not admissible why i don't even remember because it's a. Uh, it's supposed to be like a right to privacy but something about how it operates mm -hmm. since it's not always recording you don't really know when it's recording Ah. or listening or starts recording or stops you just assume it's off right you yeah, say turn yeah. off alexa i shouldn't say that too loud actually oh um, so you have a right to privacy so it should have been off so it should have been off because you would not have granted it permission to record the murder something like that it's a technicality to me that seems crazy like if we can prove this yeah. kid or this person murdered my friend let's just go ahead and do that <laughs> but it's all about like technicalities but like the ring can be used, I, mean, I guess because you don't. You they have to get a subpoena if unless yeah. it's offered like by the homeowner, but they can't just like ask for ring footage. They have to subpoena it. Uh, the Prince William County come around our house all the time because so much shit happens. So they'll come around and they'll go. They have to say you don't have to give us to this mm -hmm. this too much. But if you're willing to give us your ring footage, we do believe that it is showing the carjacking across the street. Right. Yeah, in your house is gonna get real. Like it's with any camera. So like that's one of the things I do at my job, is see people will or like agencies will subpoena Navy Federal for either ATM cameras or building footage. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with us. Like there was one time where like we got subpoenaed because our exterior cameras on a branch in like Minnesota caught somebody setting a building on fire across the street but like we own the camera so they had to subpoena us but it was for a crime that had nothing to do with us so like mm -hmm. how good is that camera though is your camera our, fucking, our cameras can read the numbers off your card when you put it like down the atm one the atm one right mm -hmm. huh i always wonder because like some of those photos i'm like really if we're gonna get security what do you get like security that we can some of them like, that makes me laugh so hard when i see like really grainy footage from like 7-eleven because like our cameras because the if the the stuff i pull it's like this i'm looking at you right now yeah yeah it's see everything the best part about it is a lot of people think that back in the day atms the camera was down below you and but that was the only camera but like now there's seven different cameras in the ATM. Yeah. So my favorite thing is when you walk up or like oh. when you pull the footage and you see someone cover the bottom of themselves, but they look directly up at the camera. So they're covering where they think the camera is, but they're not like they look directly okay, into okay. the 
You're like, dude, you've got flecks of gray in your in your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I see it all. Yeah, That's- like it's crazy. Like, like I saw everything about you. In fact, your shirt's on inside out. You're not having. <laughs> I can't deal with the pixelated stuff, especially like the inside of the bank thing. And, you know, I know that they're wearing stuff to like disguise, but even when they up close the pixelated photo. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, do you recognize? I'm like, stop it. It's a thumbprint. Like it's not, you, nobody can even tell what that is. Right. But and I know there's your shit out there because Navy Federal has it. Like our shit is so tight. Like it's crazy. The amount of stuff I can read off of everything i don't know how anybody it. fucks with anything anymore like everyone has a camera in their pocket everyone can record you at any given time you better believe you're on camera with you're alive yeah. at some I point ha- in I your said day the same thing i'm like now is not the time to be a criminal hell no <laughs> i'm like there's cameras everywhere and if it's not known places cameras it's people individuals who have it in their home yeah that are, like looking at the street i mean i have no no idea how people get away with things i don't either it's just yeah too risky <laughs> And, I, and I, I'm trying to figure this out all the time because I'm like, wow, are these criminals like really just this fucking stupid that they don't know? Like, I had a case a couple years ago where, I don't know why I found it funny and I always remembered it. They, we had a um, a cop subpoena our uh, credit card information because some guy had done a hit and run at Exxon but he ended up buying a pack of gum using his Navy federal card seconds before. So we were able to track him just based off of that purchase. And they caught him like within an hour of the purchase because like he was dumb enough to use his card and then go hit somebody's car and then leave. Like, and I I don't know whether in his head he was thinking they'll never catch me, but like it took an hour and we got you. (laughs) I think they do. I think they think they're smarter than, right? That's why they do it. Like why else would you try and, get away with it that's crazy it's so like and the amount of check fraud that with that i deal with where i'm like i it's it takes me less than 30 seconds to find their address and i'm like why did they think that this was they were gonna get away with this like i know where you live (laughs) i just gave the cops everything like it's so dumb and how much like what is the most that you've seen somebody try and Try and get away with. Yeah, that's hard to say because I deal with state, state, county, and federal. And obviously, when I'm dealing with like a money laundering case, it's in the fucking millions. Yeah, that's just crazy. But like, if you're just talking about a simple person, not like an organized crime unit. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. We had a guy walk into one of our Navy Federal branches with a. Um, a, a, uh, um, what's the word? Counterfeit cashier's check. And he wrote it for a billion dollars. And I was like, first of all, a, no bank in the world has a billion dollars just sitting in a branch. On hand. Yeah. On hand. On hand. We don't even have clothes. Like you're not getting out of there with 10,000. Like have that and two did he not think anybody was good like that wasn't gonna raise suspicion like y'all if you want a hint on how to get away with some shit don't put a billion dollars down on the check and think no one's noticing like he'd have probably gotten away with it if he had done like a thousand but he did such a go big or go home (laughs) 
They call See, they get too confident. Like, he probably has done it a bunch of times with a thousand. And he's like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> let's see how much we can get. Like, the, the lady no just like, called the cops because anybody who's trying to get something for a billion dollars is not telling the truth. I also just the 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 confidence that criminals have. I don't like having to tell my dentist like I ha- haven't been flossing. Like I feel like they're going to be mad at me. I yeah. feel like I'm going to be in trouble. I d- hate being in trouble or like disappointing disappointing like any position of authority. Like when I get pulled over for going five over, I'm like shaking in my boots. Because I feel like they're going to think I'm an idiot. Anything else you guys want to cover? I mean, I think it's a chance to try to solve world peace, but... I feel like we're on the way. <laughs> we are on the way. One douchebag at a time. You're taking them down one at a time. You're off the island. You're off the island. Um, Leona, I don't know if you know this. Like, my sister also has a dachshund. Leona has dachshund. Yeah. Yes, I do. Nana. Nana. Nanners. <laughs> they never leave me alone. So that's why. Uh, yeah, the they're like thing. always on me. The other one's right on the other side of the door. I hear him, but I hear Mario yelling at him too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kelly, the um, at the end of our podcast, we're having um, last question that we're going to ask all of our guests. And um, it's what is your favorite Monopoly piece? You're playing Monopoly. Ooh, what is the first piece? The boot. <laughs> the boot. Oh I always went for the boot. Are you serious? The boot? Yeah. I feel like I always wanted the boot. I don't know why. Isn't it like a haggard, like homeless man's boot? It's not yeah. even like, it's not like a Jordan or anything. Like it's a boot. No. With like yeah. no strings. And like a broken soul, I think. I don't know. It should be now. Maybe, it's not. Maybe because you're favorite. walking. You're walking, maybe. That's why. Like. Well, I also, I was just thinking, I if that was like not a choice, I feel like I always went for the hat. Like, what am I doing? I'm well, just dressing okay. myself from like top you're to bottom. Dressing, <laughs> bottom to top. You're dressing yourself in Monopoly. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, happy birthday. I hope your surprise was. <laughs> Thanks. It was awesome. And thank you for thank you for coming. I yes, you. thank you for having me. First guest, Kels. Ah, I love I it. I've never been anybody's <laughs> first. <laughs> and now, now you're gonna go on everybody's podcast, and you're like, I love it. Yes, I'm an expert. Okay, so this is the end of our episode four, the one with Kelly, um, our Soul Total Life podcast, and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.